Hello and welcome to the first episode of The Gnome Boys. Hang on, we'll get to the naming in a second here. My name is Matt Hambidge, uh, co-hosting here with my good friends Dirk and Neil. How are we doing tonight, guys? Not bad. How about yourself? Oh, pretty good. Just excited to get this thing off the ground here. So for this first episode, what we're going to do, a little background on the podcast, background on, on us, how, where, you know, where we met, all that fun stuff. And, you know, what, what you might be, be expecting from the podcast, what kind of content we're going to put out, all that, all that fun details. And we'll get into this week's main topic, discussing Get Him to the Greek. And we'll get into how we came to that as well. So Dirk and I went to college together. That's where we met. Uh, we play Not Nintendo. Neil, though. Neil just didn't even go to college. <laughs> oh, yeah. Neil was there, too. I was kind of splitting it up for the, for the people. Dirk and I Thanks. played tennis together uh, for two years. And then Dirk and Neil, if I'm remembering this correctly, were on the same dorm freshman year. Not roommates, but just on the same dorm and met that way. Dirk and I were roommates for one year, Neil and Dirk for two or three years um, into that super senior year, I believe. Uh, so we've been friends for a long time and, you know, we might get into some more of those stories down the line. You know, we'll see where, see where this takes us. Um, but that's just the, the brief background of how we met. Um, you know, we're just really good friends enjoy talking about movies, sports, life, whatever, figured we throw this little podcast together and, and see what happens. Um, so with that, you know, what's, what's the Gnome Boys about? Who are the Gnome Boys? Well, the Gnome Boys, it's an inside joke uh, between mostly the three of us. And that's kind of the, the vibe of the podcast. We're just here to have a good time. Um, so my nickname is, is Hambone, has been for close to three decades now. Um, and, and Dirk gave a little variation of it, you know, back in college, um, called me Ham Gnome, and it stuck. People, especially Neil, loved it. And, it's, and the Gnome Boys is the name of our, the three of our group chat, and we just figured it'd be the good name for our podcast. And so where, where did the idea come from? You know, just this gets asked with most new podcasts, so we'll just knock this out. Um, Nothing too exciting. So a little shameless plug. I'm on another podcast, Inside Fandom, out every Friday. Go subscribe. And we were recording one about the Disney investor call a few, uh, maybe about a month ago. And Neil was texting me while we were recording, actually, and goes, are you liking all these Disney Plus announcements? And I said, yep, recording the podcast right now. And then Dirk jokingly asked about him and Neil jumping on as, as guest hosts. And to which Neil then said, we can break down and get him to the Greek and explain why it's the best movie ever. And so I came back with, what if we did that anyway on our own? And that's, that was it. That's all it took. So took a little bit of planning, got through the, the Christmas season, and, and here we are. Anything to add to that, guys, before we jump into it? Uh, yeah, I'd like to add uh, one thing. You forgot to mention your Halloween costume one year, too. You really took the gnome character into full form and actually dressed up into a gnome, which, you know, maybe you'll post someday for, for <laughs> yeah. everyone out there. No, I, I didn't leave that out intentionally. I did just forget about that. But, yeah, I had a, a really good gnome costume, and maybe I'll throw that up on, on social at some point. But the gnome, the gnome has it had its place in, in our friendship history, that's for sure. All right, so let's just – jump right into it. So Get Him to the Greek, obviously a, a comedy, came out in 2010. It's a spinoff sequel type to Forgetting Sarah Marshall with 
uh, Russell Brand reprising his role as rocker Elvis Snow, also starring Jonah Hill, not reprising his character from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. He plays a employee. I don't know if they ever say his actual job. If they did, I, I missed it. Some sort of talent scout, account executive, something like that at Pinnacle Records. And he's assigned by his boss, played brilliantly by, by P. Diddy, to bring all the snow to, from London to L.A. for a 10th anniversary performance um, from a previous performance at the Greek Theater. And it's kind of an adventure, buddy, comedy as obviously all the snow is a loose cannon, uh, if you want to call it that, for lack of a better word. And, you know, he goes through his own own troubles. Aaron's got his own life problems. And it's kind of an outrageous movie. Uh, they get into all sorts of shenanigans, of course. But since Neil is on record as calling it the greatest movie ever, um, we'll let him jump in with maybe some initial thoughts. What makes it so good, Neil? Yeah, uh, I'll hop into kind of the beginning of what you're saying with the whole, is it a, is it a sequel? Is it a spinoff? What is it? My understanding, I guess if it's neither, um, Russell Brand just kind of plays the same character. Uh, when I looked a little more into it about, uh, it was uh, facts you didn't know about the movie. Jonah Hill was originally supposed to play the same character, but he decided to change it. He thought the character was too weird and too stalkerish to play that type of person in the movie that was supposed to work with him. I actually say. saw the, that same thing. I was going to mention that, but yeah, beat me to the punch. So I, I don't know if it's, it, if it is supposed to be in the same, uh, I guess, universe as you might say, but either way, it's still a fun movie. Uh, obviously people who see it don't, aren't going to say, you know, it's, it should get awards. It's his best movie ever. It was more for just like the time of my life that I like to say it's the best movie ever. It was, you know, getting towards the end of college. It was just something, you know, to throw on. It has dumb humor, uh, a lot of funny quotes. And it's just something, you know, I watch. It just reminds me of those years, which is kind of part of why I enjoy it so much. It just reminds me of, you know, just sitting with my roommates, watching it, being at the bar, just yelling those stupid quotes, uh, just kind of those things. But I don't what know do you if think, Dirk, you Yeah, I, I definitely agree with Neil. I echo a lot of what he said. I think that, so I guess to, to back up, I'm a huge uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall fan. That has a quite a soft spot in my heart. And obviously as, as Hambidge and, and Neil talked about, this kind of goes off of that in a way, but I agree. I agree with what Neil said. I think that um, when you, when you think or look a little more at this movie, while it is, you know, it's not going to win awards as, as Neil just said, there are some, um, surprisingly sweet times when towards the end of the, the film, the second half of the film um, with Russell Brand and Jonah Hill's characters starting to actually develop a true friendship, talking about life and, and their different experiences um, and, and kind of coming together. So I think that actually is, is a sweet, sweet part of the movie. But with that being said, I agree with Neil. It was an easy, an easy film to throw on um, when you're looking for some laughs and just hanging out with your buddies. And I think that's why it's always kind of stuck. It reminds me in a way of our gnome boys group chat, talking about random stuff, saying random dumb things, but at the end of the day, having a nice good friendship to hold on to. Oh, yeah. all, all good points. And it's obviously incredibly funny and it's super quotable. I mean, we even have, videos of ourselves yelling out the hello love, you know, at, you know, late night food places uh, from our college days. And it's obviously super funny in that sense. My, my bigger issue is there was such a big 
tonal shift kind of in the second half of the movie. It went from like pure outrageous comedy in that first hour or so, which is just great, to almost a serious drama for the last you know hour or so. And it didn't quite work for me in the sense that it, they should have gone kind of that full dramedy mix the whole way or just leaned one way or the other most of the time. It felt almost like two different movies. And when it goes from just firing off one liner after one liner that just hits with basically 100% success to kind of this more emotional, deeper movie, it didn't quite quite fit for me. And it, it, it stinks because a lot of the themes they touched on, you know, depression, alcoholism, drug abuse, just kind of being comfortable with who you are, finding your place in this world are all good topics. And they kind of handled them pretty well, I thought, especially for a comedy. But it just, the tone felt off to me. Um, but those, those, those first half, I mean, when they're going to the, to the airport and they keep delaying it, oh, change, change it to the next one, change it to the next one over and over and over. Um, the, the limo scene where he, <laughs> he's, Jonah Hill is just, you know, chugging the whiskey and, hit, and you know, smoking the weed, hitting the blunt the entire time. I mean, there are some just great bits. Um, so overall, it's, it's definitely, definitely good. I just thought they could have balanced it out a little bit better to make it, you know, even, even a better overall movie. No, you make good points there. Cause like you said, in the second half of the movie, they kind of hone in, like when he's in the U S like he visits his dad trying to like, not, I don't know if they're trying to like mend the relationship or he's like, at least like going out to see him where they didn't have much relationship to begin with. And then it's him meeting up with his ex and also his son at the same time. So I get what you're saying where maybe like the second half wasn't that, uh, straight up comedy that you're looking for where they kind of touch on more some serious topics with like uh, relationships with with estranged family members and whatnot so yeah i get what you're talking about with that yeah i do think you make a good point about it almost being two different movies in one it would be interesting to see um, if they stuck with kind of the slapstick humor and jokes all the way through but also as well um, interesting to see if they would have kind of went the the dramedy route too because even, even looking back at the one it's kind of a spinoff of, of forgetting Sarah Marshall, you know, it's not, never gets as serious in that one as getting to the Greek does. Right. But they definitely touch on kind of early on some of the more serious topics, you know, um, Peter's insecurity um, in with himself and his relationship and the struggles he has with that. And they, they mix it in a little better at the beginning. So when it does hit the emotional points at the end, there is more of a more deserved payoff, if you will. Um, but I mean, mm-hmm. these are kind of minor nitpicks in, in the, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's a comedy it's supposed to make you laugh. Does, does that in spades. I mean, it's got, you know, looking back, I've forgotten kind of the, the guest uh, roster that it had. I mean, Jake Johnson, Nick Kroll, Aziz Ansari. Oh, it's quite a few, quite TJ a few Miller. people. I mean, TJ Miller mm-hmm. as the, as the, the, the Coke dealer basically, um, or is it heroin? I'm, I'm blanking now whichever one it is that from that from uh, heroin I'm pretty sure heroin yeah oh he, he spells out and even even um he, he spelt it out yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even Jackie Q I, I read that um Emily Blunt was gonna originally play Jackie Q. yeah I saw that as well that would have been a different movie I don't, I don't know if that would have hit Byrne, him yeah. I love yeah. Emily Blunt but I think Rose Byrne's a better better comedic actress agreed uh, but also agreed. That, she, got, was, she was great for our Game of Thrones fans little Robin Aaron as as Naples, the the son, All, always goofy. I mean, he, I mean, he's only about what fifteen, maybe, in Game of Thrones, and and here he's you know even younger than that. It was kind of wild seeing seeing kind of at the beginning of his days. Yeah, I'm trying to think here. Was it 2010? This movie came out. 2010, yeah. 
Yeah. So I guess that makes sense that he looks a little younger here. But what do you guys think? Um, I mean, obviously Elizabeth Moss, so she's in it playing Daphne, you know, Aaron's, Aaron's living girlfriend. And I always thought Elizabeth Moss is a great actress. No denying that. But I always thought her character kind of sucked, to be honest, that they kind of made it too, too much of a, of a one-sided relationship where she was kind of completely in control and that didn't really feel like she deserved to get, get Aaron back. Um, and rewatching it again, it kind of felt the same. Um, she just kind of uses him a little bit. I don't know. What do you guys think about their relationship and how that worked? I'd agree with that. Um, I've always kind of felt the same way as you. Um, but I will say they, the two of them, Jonah Hill and Elizabeth Moss, they had some great back and forth scenes uh, throughout, throughout the movie. And I, I wonder if that would have happened if the character, if Elizabeth Moss's character wasn't playing some, somebody like that. Yeah, um, yeah, like you said, Dirk, they do have some nice back and forth there. You know, but unfortunately, like they do make her seem kind of a, a naggy type of character, where like she wants to get what she wants. Like she, they want to move uh, to Seattle. He obviously doesn't want to move there because nothing really for music for him. But it's, she doesn't really make it a negotiable type of thing. She's like, no, we're doing this, and like that kind of like makes a little riff in their relationship. And I think it kind of gets that they're like fake breakup as as he as the he thought which kind of sets the tone for his actions in the movie as well but yeah unfortunately they uh don't do her for her as an actor the character doesn't really do her justice yeah i would agree with that and it's kind of a, a lazy trope of relationship that's kind of on the rocks anyway then one person gets a job offer to kind of cause right. cause some right. conflict between them but i mean again it's a comedy no one's asking them to write an Oscar worthy script, you know, get the jokes out there. And, and that part, they, as you said, multiple times already, they, they do that part very well. Um, so these are just kind of things that could have made it maybe a little bit better, but you know, again, for me, it's just the quotes. I mean, going back, it kind of brought back so many memories of stuff that just completely out of context, we can just throw back and forth at each other just with oh, no all the reason. time. Just want a cheap laugh. Just, just throw one of them. You know, he's at the, 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 the today show. He's got the, the puke on his, on his shirt. He goes, Oh, well, my mom loves your shit. My dad loves your shit. Just, just stuff like that. Just as always, he pukes over, or laugh. as he trips over the cable cords. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean stuff like that is. Just if crazy. I recall, Dirk probably has some some videos of us saying some of the quotes too. I definitely do, and I do want to say, I, I um, when you were talking about some side characters, which I remembered the Jake Jake Johnson I believe, uh, playing the jazz man at the start, and I think that's pretty underrated. He's talking about how. He's the, he's the jazz guy that, that where Aaron and, you know, they all work together with P. Diddy as their boss. And he's saying something like, I'm the jazz guy. Like, I just sit in the back and I, I hang out and I'm by myself. Like, I, you know, um, I don't get into the conversations because some Aaron or somebody says, P. Diddy, you know, probably doesn't even know your name. And he's like, great, that's perfect. And then the next scene, they're all in P. Diddy's office and his phone goes off. There's a little jazz ringtone and P. Diddy makes him answer the call. Mm-hmm. Little scenes like that. It was very hilarious to me that they threw in. Um, that was the first part of that. Neil, did you do you remember that? Because I know Dirk watched. You watched the extended version. You were sending us. A yeah, it may have been the scenes. extended version. Because I know the the phone ringing scene in the office. I mean, then throws it out of the out of the room is in there. But I don't remember the first part. Yeah, yep. I'm just forgetting it. No, yeah, I think that might be part of extended. Yeah, it may, it may have been in the extended version, but essentially what happened is he was he was telling Aaron that he's the jazz guy in the office, so his job's always safe because nobody talks to him or you know has anything else to say about jazz. 
and to, and then you know Aaron goes, well, P Diddy probably doesn't even know you, and then he said that's perfect until the next scene when his phone goes off in the in the room with everybody around. You know, I'll have to watch this extended version because like Derek, you bring up a bunch of these scenes I've never seen before, and I feel like. You know, it yeah, just makes it more of a complete movie then, too. Right, yeah. It, it plays off of all the slapstick humor we've been talking about. And yeah. and as all these listeners can probably tell, the three of us love that kind of stuff in this oh, movie. Big time. So it's just more uh, more cult for all of us to say. I'm mean, not sure how much there. One thing I wish I did. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just saying, one thing I wish I did do with this movie, like, obviously, Russell Brand, like, reprises the same kind of t- same role. But, like, just to kind of, like, give the audience what they want a little bit, have like Jason Segal or Mila, Mila, Mila Kunis kind of like having dinner somewhere just on the side, like you see them together and like you kind of know they're part of oh, the same yeah, movie. And, yeah. You know, like like not have them be like a major role, just like a quick scene of them. And like everyone in the audience kind of like knows like, oh yeah, I remember them from getting Sarah Marshall type of thing. Yeah, I, know, I just thought that would they be They did that with, with Kristen Bell. Um, they had her Sarah Marshall character in um, some sort of ad or TV Oh, commercial. that's right. You kind of throw it in. Um, so yeah, that, that would have been really You're fun right, yeah. to just have, have them just, yeah, like you said, just eating dinner, or like walking down the street or something like that. I, yeah. I, I enjoy those kind of just small little nods to the audience. Cause if you haven't seen Free and Star Marshall, you don't really notice it. And then if you have seen it, you know, it's just something extra to, to pick up on and little, little extra, nice little touch to it. All right. Well, anything, anything last to move on before we go on to our, what I'm sure will be your guys' favorite segment of the, <laughs> of the podcast. Uh, um, I would just say anyone listening, if you haven't seen it, I'd give it a watch. Don't give it high expectations, then it'll be it'll be just fine for you. Yeah, go in, go in just looking for some cheap, dumb laughs and humor like that. Quote, very quotable movie. Don't go in with high expectations for the best movie ever. Kind of kind of low praise. Yeah, though. and then yeah. you know that's that's will give it you know everyone high expect or not high expectations. Everyone will love it even more because like they saw they thought so little of it, and then they watch it and they realize it's the best movie ever. <laughs> I mean, that's what sold me. So no, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Um, so yeah, before we go into our next topic, this is just going to be kind of a, a quick and, and fun kind of light podcast that we're doing here. Just kind of pick a, pick a random topic and talk about it for a little bit and just, ha- just have a good time hanging out. Um, so hopefully if you're in, into looking for just a quick little distraction or something to do while you're folding laundry, doing the dishes, cooking for the week, whatever it might be, that's kind of what we're aiming for here. So the next topic, probably going to be a weekly or every episode occurrence, however often we do it. Um, it's going to be called, Hey, Hambidge, I have a question for you. And it's basically just going to be these two just peppering me with questions for a minute or two, five minutes, depending on how good the questions are. One of their favorite hobbies to do um, in our group text, so figured, give it to the pod here. I don't know the questions ahead of time. I thought that'd be a little more fun, but it does give me the right to veto anything I want. I'll try not to use that too often, uh, but hopefully they'll rein in a little bit and not go, go too outrageous with it. But just a fun way to close out each episode, I think, and hopefully uh, it'll be, be pretty, pretty, pretty good for you guys. All right, let's hit it. Either one of you? Yeah. What are your biggest pet peeves? Pet peeves. Um, Grammar is a big one. Like, like egregious grammar is, is really, is really big on me. Um, people who are inconsiderate of other people's time, for example, not that you guys do it, but if we had said 
a, a firm recording time. Of you, everyone's got to be on by 8 o'clock. And, you know, it's 8.05, 8.15, you guys still aren't here. That would get to me. Um, when time is important, then someone being late or inconsiderate, that, that really gets to me. I'm going to piggyback off of that. Uh, hey, Hambitch, what, with that, what's your biggest pet peeve with grammar? Is it in person or via text? Definitely in person is bigger. I'm a little more lenient on text. It just seems more impersonal or casual, less of, a, of an important thing, I guess. A little more easy going on it these days, just for whatever reason, it bothers me less. But, you know, the, the good and well, me versus I, that kind of stuff, the basic stuff also definitely kind of digs at me too. Hey Amen. You got to have the grammar police to keep you in check sometimes. <laughs> It, it, it got to the point um, where in, in college, our, our friend Willie, um, he, he said one time that he was scared to, to say anything around me for, for fear of being corrected. I'm sorry, he was scared to what? To, 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 he was like second guess speaking because for fear of being corrected, if you <laughs> make a mistake. Because I would call people out on it. It was, it was a goof. It wasn't like being serious about it at the time. But it, it kind of become a became a reflexive habit where I would just just call him out, and then he would he would get all all pissed off and, and angry with me. I mean, I see where he's coming from because like when I text in the group text, I'm definitely uh, double triple texting that grammar before I send it. Not always, but if and then I, every if once in a while you you, you can uh, catch him himself a little error and what a feeling that is. Yeah, that's actually one. That's actually one of the reasons why I've become better with it. Then when people call me on it, they act like it's some big victory. To, to, <laughs> oh, absolutely. If you're going to call people, you're the one that's calling oh, people out. Oh, so yeah. if, it, I can, it, if I can it catch you, sense. it makes sense. I'm going to take but that win. Definitely wore away at the, the level of how much I cared about it for sure. <laughs> hey, Ambitch, what superpower would you pick? What superpower? Ooh, there's a lot to pick from. Yeah. There's only um, one right answer here. There's only one, only one right answer. I'm curious to see what you say on that. Um, one superpower. I think I know what I'd pick. I would probably say, I mean, I would say something, this probably isn't the right, the right answer, but something like being able to just make money up here, but that's no fun. Um, so I'd probably say like teleportation. Lame. Wrong. Teleportation? Yeah. Teleportation. Correct. That, that's what you were thinking? See, that's exactly what I was thinking, my friend. I was going to go with flying. I feel like that's a similar answer, though. I may not be teleporting, but it's like, you know, like sometimes part of the fun of traveling is, you know, the travel itself from getting from point A to point B, whereas teleporting, like, what's the fun in that? You don't have to that's waste fair. time going to the airport or, or driving. Yeah, but, like, that's part of the journey. Some of the best memories are made, like, in the car in that back seat. Yeah, That's but just true. because you can, can, can teleport no doesn't mean you have flying. to be every, every time you go somewhere. Like, if I was going somewhere by myself, yeah, true, I'd, I'd probably teleport every time. But if you're going on okay, and you know, I a guess road in that trip sense, somewhere. Yeah, and if, and if you're a superhero, you're working on your own probably. So, okay, I get that. But he has a point. The three of us flying down to, you know, who knows where. We, if we, yeah, if we need to save the day, man, we can have a little fun on the way there. Exactly. Yeah. Wind, it, wind in your hair, what's better than that? And how cool do you look in point. flying down to the ground? Like if you just appear, you kind of freak people out, but if you like you fly in, 
do a nice little superhero dismount on the ground. There you you go. look cool. You're on the cover of the newspaper. Oh, yeah. You get, a, you get a badass entrance. Nice little photo op. Obviously. Sure. Well, that being said, I'm thinking teleporting as well. Any more? Right. And with that, as well. Uh, Dirk, you might have some more in your queue if you want to <laughs> you hop in. What's your favorite breed of dog? Probably Beagle, but that's you know the one that we had for the longest. So that's when I had the most emotional attachment to. You know, we had had our dog Zoe for you know, fourteen years, maybe she actually got up there in age. So, oh wow! If, if I if I got my own dog, I don't know that I'd get a Beagle though. I might. What would you get? And what would the name be? At, the name's a good question. I don't have an answer for that one. But if I got a dog, oh, I know exactly the dog I would get. I don't know the breed of it. It's my, my aunt and uncle have two of them. It's kind of, they look kind of like a, like a mini wolf is probably the best way to describe them. And they're, they're like, they're okay, not, I'm they're not too big, they're, but it's not like a tiny little chihuahua, but they're not just he, like a huge great Dane or anything like that. They're kind of a good mid-sized dog and they're pretty easy to train and they tend to behave pretty well. So I can find out what breed or mix so that talking is, like a- that's who I'd get. I was going to ask, are we talking like a husky type mix or, or what we got going Not on? Not quite here? a husky because we actually had a husky. Um, that was the first dog that we, that we had um, for a short little while. But huskies, they, they shed so much and, and, oh, they, yeah. and they get really hot in the summer. So there's a little extra care um, involved there. Not that it's anything too much to handle. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of like a, like a husky wolf mix is the best way to describe the appearance of it at least, but I cannot remember for the life of me what the, what the breed is. What name would you pick? Name I mean, I, I feel like you got to see the dog to give it a name though. Yeah. That's fair, I suppose. I, I mean, Thor would be a good name for a dog like that, I think, you know, for, for a male. You know, it's I feel like that'd be good, small or big, that'd be a good name for a dog. Yeah. My, my favorite Marvel superhero. Um, so that, that plays too. And for that kind of type of dog, I think would, would fit. Yeah, yeah, I like that. All right, last one I have. Who would play you in a movie about yourself, Hambone? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, well, I'm going to say an answer that I don't agree with while I actually think about it. But in high school, I had three or four people independently tell me that I looked like Seth Green, which I'm not really sure that I see, but other people said it independent of each other, so maybe... Maybe they're the ones that are right. So maybe him, but who would play me? I'm trying to think. Do you guys have thoughts of that while I think about it? Oh, no, we're not answering the questions here. Oh, that's, that's a good point. This is, this is Hey Hambidge, so <laughs> that, that one's on me. Um, we have hey, a thought, but I want to hear your answer. <laughs> Gosh. Um, I mean, that's when you got to like take a second to think about too, I suppose. Yeah, that, that one is tough. One of you maybe go, so I'm not just sitting here in silence while, while I think. What about Kevin Connolly, E for Montourage? Would you accept your, that? That's, your Seth Green comment made me think of it. <laughs> oh, that's true. That, play role there. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good, actually. I'm small. I'm Irish. I honestly didn't have one, but your Seth Green comment... Made me think of it. But, uh, no, the Kevin Connolly one is good. Um, that I might just have to piggyback on that. We have the Hambage approval. I mean, I'm sure there's someone better. I'm sure there's someone who I'd want to play me. Like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll have, I'll have uh, Chris Hemsworth just play me. That that'll work. 
but, um, <laughs> or Russell Brand. <laughs> maybe, yeah. No, I'll just go with Kevin Connolly. That one, that one fits. That one's good for me. Yeah, I can roll with that. All right, You're doing well, business with you boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that will wrap up our first episode. So each week, just so you kind of know what to expect. Um, we're still trying to get the exact schedule down. We just want to get this first one out. Um, we're thinking maybe release every Thursday or Friday is kind of the idea. But again, this is just kind of a for fun side hobby type deal for us. So if life or work gets in the way, might miss a week. Um, we'll try not to, but we'll see what we can do. Um, and then each week is just going to be some random topic or another. We'll try to announce at the end of each episode. So we've got some ideas on the hopper. You know, we'll maybe talk conspiracy theories, favorite Pixar movies, have some food debates, just kind of whatever comes to mind. Um, just just have fun with it is basically the general idea. Um, so for next week, it is going to be another movie-focused episode. We're going to be watching and talking about the great college movies, Everybody Wants Some, kind of the spiritual sequel to Days of Confused, one of mine and Dirk's favorite movies. Neil has to see it. And then also watching the movie Shithouse. It's a 2020 release, one of my favorite movies on the year. Um, two different looks at kind of the college life. Two definitely opposite ends of the spectrum there. And just talk about the movies, what we liked about them, how we thought they portrayed the college life compared to what we experienced. Definitely some, some parallels to connect on there. And probably another round of Hey Hambage. That's going to be a, a recurring theme might touch on the beginning of the NFL playoffs, talk about this weekend's games, how those went, look ahead to the divisional round, and just kind of you know, hang out. That's the basis of this, three friends hanging out. Hope that you guys listening now will come back, hang out with us. And with that, um, once again, I'm Matt Hambidge here with Dirk and Neil. And you can find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, at Pod. At same handle for both, so give us, give us a follow follow there. We'll start putting the content out, hopefully, you know, talking about the, the podcast, recent episode, upcoming episodes, all that fun stuff. So with that, thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next time.